Hi everyone, welcome to the Spectacular Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Laurel. Today, I'll be talking about how thinking for yourself is crucial to you not being controlled by capitalistic religious organizations. Now, the Bible is a powerful tool, and even if you're an atheist, you have to admit it. Because people use the Bible to control other people's feelings, to justify fighting wars, to justify their hate, to create laws, but it also gives people faith and hope. Let me just say though, if the Bible were straightforward, there wouldn't be so many different denominations under Christianity. Because people interpret it however they want to, based on their own perspective or agenda. Because at the end of the day, it is a book. It is literature. It is metaphorical, allegorical, symbolic, and poetic. So it can be interpreted in so many different ways. A bit on my background though, I was raised in a high-controlled cult that calls themselves the truth. In that cult, you're not allowed to seek information outside of what the leaders provide. And if you disagree with any of their teachings, you risk being shunned by your friends and family. That's actually one of the characteristics that make it a cult, but the people who are in there don't realize it. Um, in 2020, though, I finally realized that trying to hold on to that religion was tearing me away from God. And I started realizing that the members are genuinely brainwashed. Like, it doesn't seem like the ones who are truly mentally in it have any original thoughts that weren't planted there by the leaders. Um, I love learning. I inherently love learning. I love knowledge. And the more I read and honored my personal experiences, the more I understood about the universe or God. So I'm an omnist now, and I believe that truth is found in all religions and all perspectives. Because once again, think about it. People wouldn't stay in their religion if they didn't think that they had the truth. And if so many different people, if everybody thinks that they have the truth, truth must be found in everybody's perspective. So your perspective is really limited by your knowledge. The more that you learn, the higher your perspective is going to be. The less knowledge you have, the easier you are to control. And something that I've noticed is a lot of these religions have an agenda. Um, even though Jesus said at Matthew 7, 7, Seek and you will find, and certain translations like the New Living Translation will say keep on seeking, religious leaders rarely encourage their congregations to seek anything outside of what they're telling them. At least from my standpoint, maybe you have a different view, but um, if you ask me, they have to keep it that way because if you find the truth elsewhere, that means a loss of profit profit for them. Like, how are they going to get your contributions if you find the truth somewhere else? Now, the greatest thing that you can do to honor yourself is to start asking questions. Asking your questions about your religion and God, it's not blasphemous at all. You have an amazing organ, the brain, and it is neuroplastic. 
neuroplasticity means that the brain is able to change and evolve and this is possible right throughout your lifetime now an all-powerful being would not give you such an amazing organ for you to just repeat the same actions and thoughts over and over again um god would not give you this kind of organ if he didn't want you to know the truth of who he really is and if he did not want you to understand your personal power to show you how critical thinking works though i'm going to take the very first story of the bible as an example and that of course is the creation story now what i'm about to say should not be a debatable statement but a story about a talking snake should not be taken literally you can either take it as an allegory which is a story that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning or a myth which more or less can mean the same thing but the meaning that is most common is you know a widely held but false belief or idea so as it relates to the creation story we're going to think of it as an allegory and let's see if there could be a hidden meaning that we've overlooked because christianity is not really founded on critical thinking now bear in mind that christianity basically came from judaism so if you don't look into jewish beliefs you're really not getting the full picture if you do not look into jewish mythology you're not getting the full picture jesus was a jew so if you don't know what he knew or if you don't try to know all the things that he knew you're not getting the full picture so some people believe that the creation mentioned in genesis 1 27 is different from the one in genesis 2 21 to 23 because it seems like man and woman were created together in the first one but in the second woman was formed from the rib of man that is why people believe that adam had a first wife lilith now lilith is a figure in jewish and mesopotamian mythology this is important because the founder of analytical psychology carl Jung, believed that if we're to see things in their right perspective we need to understand the past and present of man and myths are key in doing this because they are original revelations of the pre-conscious psyche so by way of synthesis let me give you an overview of lilith's story and then i'll integrate this into the well-known genesis story so lilith and adam were created at the same time so she believed that they were to be equal she wanted to be on top of adam during sex but he believed that he was superior so he thought that she was to be under him Feeling oppressed, Lilith called on the ineffable name of God that only she knew and she became a demon. Now this implies that um, she had secret knowledge as a woman. Why is that? Hmm. At some point after that though, she met Archangel Samael, who some believe was Lucifer before his fall and others believe is God's hitman 
who is evil but loyal to God. Christians blame Satan, the devil, for being the snake who led to humanity's demise. But within the context of Lilith Smith, it would seem that she would have more to gain from seeing Adam's demise, really. Now, let's look at what the serpent said. This talking snake. <laughs> Personally, I see where it told the truth in a deceitful way or in a cryptic way, kind of. So... First of all, it said that they won't die. And in the day that they eat of it, their eyes would be open and they would be as God's knowing good and evil. Now, Christians really get hung up on the fact that the snake said you positively will not die. Like the snake was trying to make God out to be a liar. So that's what they're hung up on. But if you look into what the snake actually said, um, it seems more like a prophecy. Because the first thing that the snake said was going to happen if they eat the fruit happened their eyes surely did open they became naked and ashamed almost like immediately then in psalm 82 verse 6 it said ye are gods and all of you are children of the most high then in john 10 34 when the jews were accusing jesus of blasphemy he said is it not written in your law i said ye are gods so as it relates to the serpent saying, um, you will become like gods, um, <laughs> did the snake really lie though, if Jesus said it, and if the psalm said it? Okay, technically, Adam and Eve did not get to understand this, but maybe when the snake was talking and said you, it was referring to humanity and maybe not Adam and Eve as individuals, if they even did exist. Because, I mean, this is an allegory, right? Um, Alan Watts is best known for his teaching and research surrounding Zen meditation and Zen culture. He interpreted Eastern traditions and philosophy for a Western audience. And listen to what he said in a certain quote. Jesus Christ knew he was God. So wake up and find out eventually who you really are. In our culture, of course, they'll say you're crazy and you're blasphemous. And they'll either put you in jail or in a nut house, which is pretty much the same thing. However, if you wake up in India and tell your friends and relations... My goodness, I've just discovered that I'm God. They'll laugh and say, Oh, congratulations, at last you found out. So you see, in the East, it's common for people to realize that they are God. So did the snake really lie? If Adam and Eve didn't eat that fruit, they would have only known good. Humanity would not understand what evil is they wouldn't understand much really because it is through um pain and suffering that we do have some amount of wisdom um humanity really <laughs> would not become wise over time if they did not eat the fruit because all they would know is bliss so once again did the snake lie the snake said that we would know good and evil either way 
you might say that it did lie because they surely did die. But we do know enough science now to understand that energy is neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form. So technically, if you believe that people go to heaven or hell, you believe in immortality. Thus, you don't really believe in death. You believe that energy transforms from one form to the next. Now, if we look at this story from a psychological perspective, we can understand what the serpent symbolizes. Now, the serpent can symbolize wisdom, transformation, um, and in myths, they're connected to seers and oracles. Snakes and serpents also symbolize the divine feminine. If you look at the story a certain way, you'll see that the snake was foretelling what would happen if Eve did eat the fruit. So if this snake really did symbolize the divine feminine, that once again ties right back to Lilith. In all of my years of going to church though, I had never heard Psalm 82 verse 6 quoted saying that you are gods because if you remember your divinity, you cannot be controlled by the church and they cannot have that. Like I legitimately cannot remember um, knowing about that scripture's existence until I started reading the Bible for myself. Maybe I wasn't paying attention in church when they when they mentioned it, but I highly doubt it. Like, I've I've heard the scriptures about you know homosexuals not <laughs> entering God's kingdom countless times. So I mean, if they wanted me to know that I'm a god, I'm sure I would have heard it. They need you to think that you need them in order to get to God. There is a book by Mark Manson though. Everything is fucked. A book about hope. And this is what he says about religions. Religions bring groups of people together to mutually validate one another and make one another feel important. It's a big silent agreement that if we all come together under some shared purpose, we will feel important and worthy. He goes on to say, paradoxically, it's only in a group environment that the individual has no control that he gains the perception of perfect self-control. Now, in religion, you really don't have any control. You don't even know what your leaders are doing, really. Like, they'll say you should do one thing while doing the absolute opposite. Um, personally, leaving religion made me realize that I was being used as a puppet by corrupt men. Now, after experiencing a spiritual awakening, I've realized that free will kind of is an illusion and I've been God's puppet all along, but I'm, I'm very comfortable with that opposed to, you know, knowing that I'm being used in a religion to perpetuate hate and harm instead of being myself and spreading love, light and knowledge and helping people to feel good and become closer to God. Now, if you look at the Bible as a body of literature that helps you to understand the evolution of the human psyche and even God's evolution, then you'll get very different insight than if you allow people to keep thinking for you. If something doesn't sit right with you about religion, it's simply not right. 
that feeling of something being wrong is really God nudging you to find him somewhere else. For me, that elsewhere is within myself and in nature. Now, I don't want you to think like me. I just really want you to think. That is how we'll all arrive closer to the truth. It is not a sin to think critically. It is not a sin to want to know the truth. Now, if the audio is not amazing, I'm really sorry. As time goes along, I will improve, I promise you. Um, I'll get official and everything. (laughs) But for right now, this is how I can just share what I know and feel with you. So... Please bear with me for now. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.